0: Hi, hey, how's it going?
1: Oh, I am great. how are you?
0: Good, 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 good.
1: I must say we went to bed early last night Did and we? that well I don't know earlier than usual, I guess <laughs> and I slept so great. I even had I, I had no trouble waking up. I was even awake like an hour and a half before I was planning on getting up and I, don't I felt know fine. How you do that? I felt fine. I think it's just because I'm used to waking up at that time.
0: yeah, I guess. But
1: yeah well, that was great i'm happy for you thanks how are you doing good you sure
0: yeah i'm a little uh tired yeah fair <laughs> enough It's <laughs> okay uh, but yeah no things are good. good do we have any new listeners
1: we actually have a new state which one can you guess i think i already told you this didn't
0: i oh yeah florida yeah florida man yep. is our new listener. they
1: uh Florida Man is officially one of our listeners now. So Woo-hoo! thank you, Florida Man, for tuning in.
0: you the real MVP. <laughs> don't uh, throw crocodiles into drive through windows, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that That's just like for everyone, not just Florida Man, but just in general.
0: Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like we're cheating everyone if we don't start this off with like a joke or two. Yeah. So um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Miles, how did the whale... Ask the other whale on a Valentine's date. How? Whale, you be mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's See, like when you when you say like Oh whale" instead of like Oh well."
0: I say that a lot.
1: You say that a lot. I
0: do. So, um oh,
1: and Mississippi. Do we have We didn't have Mississippi. <gasps> do we have before, Mississippi? Yeah, yeah, Theron. Oh, now.
0: we got another state.
1: Hey yo, what's up, Mississippi? Can Can you spell Mississippi?
0: M I S S I S S I P P I. Good job. Thanks. I'm very smart. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's that? Be. Be who? Be my Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) Aww.
1: Do you want some crackers with that cheese? Hey, you know what, Miles?
0: <laughs> I'm trying my best here, and, and for I the record, it. everyone that, else appreciates it. Florida and Mississippi do. As me asking you to be my Valentine, so on the record, <sighs> I have asked you first.
1: Um, I already promised Justin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and end. <laughs> Good night, Just kidding.
1: everyone. Man. I'm pretty sure, like once you're married, it's no. it's a given that no. that that you're my valentine no yeah no so you do want flowers and chocolates and i, I want big I stuff want teddy you ask me like a big i ro- did
0: a big romantic gesture oh okay not you looking up from tiktok being like hey should we do that this year
1: <laughs> that's accurate how <laughs> it mommy, <meant.
0: laughs> mommy and daddy are fighting again no, i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> mommy just expressed too much from daddy
0: <laughs> hey High standards, okay. All right. Do you, have any- you married the
1: wrong guy. Just kidding. You made the right guy. Don't marry anyone else. Thanks.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any idea what this episode is about?
1: I'm a guess Valentine's Day.
0: Well, you are wrong.
1: No. <laughs> I was gonna. I was thinking like it was gonna be like Saint Valentine or something like that, but
0: no. Nope. 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 Um, this is a story about a man. Named Valentine. K- no. Okay. Colonel Gail Seymour Halverson. Okay. Does that name sound familiar at all?
1: Mm, repeat it one more time. Colonel.
0: Colonel Gail Seymour Halverson.
1: Nope, not at all.
0: What if I called him the Candy Bomber?
1: Oh, that sounds familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's not about Valentine's Day, but it is about candy bombs. Which, I mean, it's basically what Valentine's is anyway, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't get you any candy this year for Valentine's Day. You already have your gifts. It's
0: the 10th.
1: Yeah. I haven't given you your second one yet, have I?
0: No, and you have time <laughs> to go get me some candy. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, don't settle for less. Make <laughs> that man get you a Snickers. Anyways. You like Reese's? That's true. I do like Reese's. Okay. So, Colonel Gail seymour halverson we're gonna call him gail or uh colonel halverson or i probably will also refer to him as lieutenant halverson because okay. that was the his rank during this story like when this takes place
1: okay sounds great
0: so he was born in salt lake city on october 10th 1920
1: i've been there
0: the roaring 20s
1: i haven't been then
0: you've been in these roaring 20s? That counts for something.
1: These are like the what's the opposite of roaring?
0: <laughs> the crying 20s. <laughs> yes. Uh so he grew up on small farms in Rigby, Idaho, uh, and so, and then again somewhere around Garland, Utah. Cool. Uh he graduated from Bear River High School in 1939 and then briefly attended the Utah State University. Why did I say it like that? I don't know. He briefly attended Utah State University. He earned his private pilot license under the non-college civilian pilot training program in September of 1941, and about the same time, he joined the Civil Air Patrol as a pilot. Nice. So he then, in 1942, he joined the United States Air Force. He...
1: Really? Fascinating.
0: Yep. So he went and did his uh, pilot training for the Air Force in Oklahoma, And he was assigned his first flight duties in foreign transport operations in the South Atlantic Theater. He was ordered to Germany on July 10th, 1948. All right. And he was going to be a pilot for, quote, Operation Vittles, uh, known as, or now known as the Berlin Airlift. Okay. So, but at the time it was called Operation Vittles. And basically, essentially what... His job was was to fly cargo planes full of supplies to cities that were starving. Um, and then so he would go to, like, Berlin, and then he would go to other uh, more dangerous, more, like, Soviet-controlled areas and just, like, deliver supplies. Okay. <clears throat> he spent a lot of time over there. He was really into photography, and so he would spend his personal time Um, Like his days off, he'd go sightseeing in Berlin and he would like shoot little films with his handheld movie camera.
1: (laughs) Wow. He had one of those. Yeah. Back then even.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so that's how it kind of how he spent his time. And so one day. So uh, this was like he was still pretty new to the area. So it was July and he was heading back to his aircraft. Um, And as he was going back to the airlift, he saw about 30 children lined up behind one of the barbed wire fences so he went over to them and he just felt for them for these children because they had nothing they Mm -hmm. were just very poor ragged children just watching him but he said they were all very kind and um poor kids calm very Mm -hmm. calm and so he was talking with them and he said in like when he recounts this story he says I met about 30 children at the barbed wire fence that protected Temple Hoff's huge area. They were excited and told me that, quote, when the weather gets so bad that you can't land, don't worry about us. We'll get by on little food. But if we lose our freedom, we may never get it back. No. End quote. So he was just so touched, like meeting these children. Um, they really made an impression on him. And so he wanted to give them something because they had nothing. Mm-hmm. But he also didn't really have anything with him either and so he what he did is he reached into his pocket and he had two sticks of gum and this this was about 30 kids but he gave it to them and they did the best they could to split it evenly between the 30 of them uh not all of them were able to get a piece uh but those that didn't they just like were content sniffing the wrappers
1: what flavor was the gum um i don't (laughs) know (laughs) come on you gotta dig deeper (laughs) (laughs) spearmint nice that's the best kind Um, i'm just teasing you you're good
0: no but like that was just it's just really cool that they were so humble and you know these children were used to not having anything yeah to the point where like even just sniffing the wrappers was good enough for them yeah you know
1: that's like that's really sad but like good for them for making the most of every of their situation yeah and even just receiving that little tiny gift that meant really nothing to this guy but like meant a lot more to them Mm -hmm. i think that's cool yeah it's a good lesson we can learn today but we won't go into that what do you mean what do you mean what i mean
0: good lesson that we won't go into
1: yeah i was just like not taking things for granted basically oh
0: <laughs> i thought for a second that you were making a jab at me somehow no i <laughs> just meant I, mean, I just meant
1: like we as in
0: general yeah got you okay okay as in
1: not just us you and me but, but like as a whole yeah
0: i see okay
1: all of our listeners all the listeners they're already (laughs) on a different plane of existence because they listen to us so they're amazing they're amazing (laughs) thank you everyone
0: (laughs) okay so after this experience gail was really regretful that he didn't have more to give them yeah and so he told them that he would come by tomorrow and drop more gum for them out of his plane and as he was leaving one of the kids said like well how are we gonna know that it's you and he was like oh i'll just wiggle the the wings of my plane. So, you'll know that I'm the, the one that's bringing the candy. Um, which, I guess, was a trick that he had learned in pilot school that he was really proud of, was mm-hmm. wiggling the the wings.
1: That'd be a cool trick. Yeah. <laughs> just flying a plane in general would be cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So, that night, Gail and his co-pilot and his engineer pulled their candy rations for the next day. Uh, and they just wanted to give them, like, the most that they could because... You know two pieces went only so far with gum mm-hmm. uh so they with the accumulated candy they realized it was going to be too heavy to just throw out of the plane so in order to make sure that none of the kids got hurt from like the falling candy he so gail made three little parachutes out of handkerchiefs and then tied them to the candy uh so then the next morning he and his crew made their regular supply drops, and then when they got to that area where the kids were, he wiggled his wings, and then he dropped three boxes of candy attached to the handkerchiefs. And they started to do this regularly. They made these drops once a week for about three weeks. Nice. And every time the group of kids got bigger and bigger. Eventually, word of what was going on reached the commander, uh, who at the time was General, Lieutenant General William H. Tunner. And he ordered it to be expanded into Operation Little Vittles. Little Vittles. Yeah. <laughs> so they were Operation Vittles, and this was Operation Little Vittles.
1: I was going to say, um, like, you know, from Jaws, where it's like, you're going to need a bigger boat. Uh huh. It's like, we're going to need a bigger plane. <laughs> we're going to need a, yeah. <laughs> or they more turned plans, it into
0: an entire operation.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So the Operation Little Vittles began officially on September 22nd. 1948 and support for this grew so fast everybody loved this idea this was you know during a time where the country or at least america was struggling so countries all over the world were struggling there were wars going on Mm -hmm. you know people just they needed some like serotonin (laughs) and chocolate yes uh same thing pretty much and so people in the United States, and like children and candy makers from all over the United States began contributing candy. So by November of 1948, Gale himself could no longer keep up with the amount of candy that he was getting sent to give to these children. That's insane, right? <laughs> um, and handkerchiefs as well, because people were sending those in as parachutes. Yeah.
1: Another little note: I, I think it's so inspiring when people come together like that, because uh-huh. you don't you don't really see that much these days anymore. But, like, right. it's it's usually when people are in, like, the worst of times where you find people, you know, coming together. And, like, you know, the world's still struggling now, mm-hmm. but you don't see as much unity, I feel. Yeah. I don't want to make this too political, but.
0: <laughs> right. No, this is cool, especially because it's, like, this could have easily been written off where it's, like, okay, these people need more clothing. These people need more grains. These mm-hmm. people need more fresh meat and fruits and vegetables yeah. and blah, blah, blah but the the way that this like rose their spirits with candy you know what i mean like everyone wanted to be a part of that Mm -hmm. especially because it's like you know when you're serving little children and seeing how much that makes their day of course you're gonna want to keep doing it Mm -hmm. anyways um there was a college student named mary c connors in massachusetts who offered to take charge of the now national project um And she worked with the National Confectioners Association to prepare the candy and tie the handkerchief. So she would kind of, like, assemble everything together. With this kind of support, the Little Vittle Pilots, which Gail was one of, now he was one of many, um, they were dropping candy every other day. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So children all over Berlin had sweets and more and more like thank you notes were getting sent back the kids would like draw pictures to send back and so people were just spreading the love from both ends
1: imagine how much fuel that would cost
0: i mean they were doing the trips anyway
1: yeah that's true okay yeah. fair enough
0: um the candy bombers the american candy bon- bombers became known as the raisin bombers Uh, And Gale himself became known by many nicknames to the children. Uh, His most famous is Uncle Wiggly Wings. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) As well as the Chocolate Uncle, the Gumdrop Kid, and the Chocolate Flyer. And, of course, um, the Candy Bomber. Mm -hmm. So Operation Little Vittles was in effect from from September twenty second, 1948, to may 13 1949 and even then like that's not a a long time so just to think about like how much people came together during that time i love it so okay so the operation started in september and it ended in may um and during that time around january is when he was sent home like his operation was or his duties to the operation were complete Mm -hmm. but when he got home he actually met with a lot of people that were you know, the people in, in the United States that helped make Operation Little Vittles such a success in Germany. And so he was able to like personally thank them for contributing and like the things that they did. Uh, one of his biggest supporters, her name was Dorothy Greger. And she was a homebound woman who, quote, nonetheless enlisted the help of all of her friends and acquaintances to sew handkerchiefs and donate funds. So isn't that cool? Like, people who just, like, live at home and, like, who probably feel like they don't make a big difference in life, like, did something huge, which mm-hmm. is super cool. So he also met the school children, um, and the Little Vittles Committee of Massachusetts, uh, who were responsible for preparing over 18 tons of candy and gum from across the country My and shipping it to Germany. Goodness.
1: <laughs> 18 tons
0: mm-hmm. In total it is estimated that Operation Little Vittles Was responsible for dropping over 23 tons of candy From over 250,000 Parachutes Goodness <laughs> Yeah So a little bit more about Gail cause this is just He's such a cool person He returned home in January of 1949 uh, He considered leaving the Air Force, Air Force But then he changed his mind when he was offered A permanent position with full pay and the promise that the Air Force would pay for his school. Nice. So he earned his bachelor's degree and his master's degree. And he basically lived everywhere. That's one of the cool things about the military is that you get assignments, but it gives you an opportunity to live anywhere. Yeah. And so he lived in Florida for part of it. He lived in... Uh, uh, I think this is Ohio. It's the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Dayton, Ohio. And he was stationed at Hill Air Force Base which is around Ogden mm-hmm. and he also was stationed in at Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama and let's see at the Air Force Space Space Systems Division of Air Force Systems Command in Inglewood, California. and there was one more in West Germany with the Foreign Technology Division of air force systems command wow and i'm not gonna lie part of me is purposefully reading all of these like fully because my dad listens to our podcast (laughs) (laughs) and he would know these air force bases just from their names i'm sure um and like where they are but i just think it's super cool yeah so yeah his final assignment in the air force was as the inspector general in ogden air material center at hill air force base in utah which, fun fact, Inspector General was actually one of the last positions my dad held in the, in the Air Force. Really? Actually, I don't even, it wasn't even with the Air Force, but that was one of his last position, positions before retiring. That's cool. Yeah. So, Gail retired from the Air Force on August 31st, 1974, after a, having accumulated over 8,000 flying hours and 31 years of military service. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Good for him.
0: Okay, so a little bit about his personal life. Before he left for Germany in 1942, before he joined the Air Force, blah, blah, blah. No, this was probably... Wait, hold on. I'm getting my dates mixed up.
1: Speaking of dates, you want to go on one?
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before he got sent over to Germany for the Operation Bittles, he met a girl. Ooh, in garland utah her name was alta alta jolly
1: that's a a very utah name (laughs) sorry no offense
0: so they had feelings for each other but he had orders to go overseas and so they continued their relationship via mail snail mail and not email (laughs) not text message
1: not facetime not skype (laughs) just kidding
0: When he returned home in January, they continued their courtship. And by April of 1949, so just three months later, they were married in Las Las Vegas, Nevada on April 16th, 1949. Nice. Together, Gail and Alta had five children, all of whom were raised in various parts of the United States and Germany as he fulfilled his military assignments. Mm -hmm. After his retirement, In 74, the couple moved to Provo, Utah. From 76 until 86, uh, Gail served as the assistant dean of student life at BYU. Alta and Gail were both active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they together served two full-time missions for the church. One was in London, England. The other one was in St. Petersburg, Russia.
1: Wow. Yeah. Russia. Russia. It's a hot area. Have you been there? No.
0: Oh. Just wondering. I've had stories.
1: (laughs) I've seen things, man. Just kidding. Continue.
0: Alta died on January 25th, 1999. At the time, they had 24 grandchildren. Five years later, Gail married again, this time to his high school sweetheart, Lorraine Pace. And they resided in Spanish Fork, Utah, on their farm. But they also spent their winters in Arizona. They were little snow bunnies. (laughs) Snow bunnies. Um, In January 2021, it was reported that Gail had recovered from COVID-19, which he had contracted about one month before. And on February 16th, 2022, at the age of 101, Uncle Wiggly Wings... (laughs) Gail Halverson died. He died from respiratory failure in Provo. And this part is actually really cool. I mean, death, of course, is sad, but he lived 101 fantastic years. Um, after, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, after his funeral services conducted for him, uh, which were conducted with full military honors, including a flyover by a KC 135R of the Utah Air National Guard's 151st Air Refueling Wing and a 21-gun salute by Honor Guard members from the Air Force, ROTC, um, units from BYU and Utah Valley University, he was buried in the Provo City Cemetery. So he had full honors from pretty much anybody who associated with him, which I think is super cool. Military, funeral, funeral the military honors at the funeral, honors from BYU and Utah Valley. Just super cool.
1: Yeah. Like, what a what a fulfilling life, too. Like, can you imagine being... I, I'm sure he was very humble about it, but probably loved telling a story. I don't know. But, like, being the the reason of that whole operation, or being not necessarily the reason, but, like, the one who initiated it. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be... You know, you could be like, you know, I've lived a good life up up at that point, but like, you know, he continued to do stuff. Mm-hmm. He continued to do stuff, and like, that's just that's respectable. Yeah. Respect to him.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a super cool story. Yeah. Um. After his death in 2022, the Berlin mayor. Um. I don't even want to try to say his name. Giffy. Sounds great. Jiffy. Good old Giffy. <laughs> it's probably with the hard G. I don't know. It's German. don't come for me (laughs) okay but the berlin mayor said that gail gail's deeply human act has never been forgotten so that is the story of gail halverson colonel gail seymour halverson also known as the candy bomber or uncle Uncle wiggly wings Wings. (laughs) what'd you think
1: I love that story.
0: Yeah, isn't that cute? Yeah,
1: like uh, and I have heard it before, but you telling it is a lot better.
0: Oh, shucks! You want that... to be my Valentine? <laughs> I think I'm busy that day.
1: <laughs> I didn't even say what day it was. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny! I was gonna say that just made up for uh for your. Fake laughs at the beginning for my <laughs> jokes.
1: Yeah, but we took those out.
0: You don't know. I haven't edited it yet. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? I know we kind of already talked about it. But yeah.
1: No, that's a good story. Yeah. It's, very, it's a very wholesome story.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect for Valentine's Day because who doesn't love candy? And candy makes you feel loved. And I hate
1: candy. <laughs> Candy's disgusting.
0: Miles.
1: <laughs> Just kidding.
0: I'm sorry. I've seen you down Kit cats like they're... Air, so. Yeah,
1: and I eat them in the way that makes people angry Yeah, sometimes. I know, and I love it. I only do it in in spite of those people.
0: So this is why we work but. well together, because you take a bite out of four Kit Kats at once, and I just laugh. Whereas, like, <laughs> some people, that would be a reason to break up with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, seriously. And all I'm saying is, like, there aren't instructions on the Kit Kat wrapper or anywhere of how to eat them. Listen. So, like, I'm just, I'm just going to say that. There, there aren't instructions. <laughs> So there isn't like give me the guide. <laughs> so no one can come at me. I'll eat them how I want.
0: I eat them weird too, though, just like differently than the way you eat them. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's like the people though who um, pour their milk before their cereal. I'm sure it's the same thing though for people Does on that the other bother side. You? No, like, you can do what Is you want. Is there any
0: like weird food thing that bothers you?
1: Um, when people eat with their mouth open, but that's not specific to me.
0: Okay, so like, let's say I get. <clears throat> I need to, like, sit myself up for this visual. Okay. Let's say I get a six inch from Subway. I turn it Well, you're already it. done wrong. You should get a 12 Shh. inch. Okay, it's fine. 12 inch from Subway. <laughs> I have a 12 inch from Subway. I'm going to put it in my mouth. And then I turn it long ways and take a bite out of the center. How does that make you feel?
1: <laughs> if I saw you do that, I would give you a real weird look. Like, what <laughs> the hell are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, Miles, this is how people feel when you eat your Kit Kats. No. Okay.
1: Because um, that makes them mad. That wouldn't make me mad. It would make me confused. Like, what are you doing?
0: String cheese. Take a bite out
1: of it. People do that all the time. I don't care.
0: Okay. Um. What other weird things? You already said milk before the cereal doesn't bother you. Mm-hmm. Which is... That's weird.
1: It is, it, it's weird, but it's, it's fine. Do what you want.
0: So, it doesn't really bother me, like, the way people eat things, unless they're doing it standing up.
1: Yeah, that is a thing that you... It stresses you out.
0: <laughs> Only when the intention is not to be eating standing up. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, um, if someone prepares a meal, even if it's yourself, if you prepare a meal, the goal is to go eat it at the table, right? Like, that's the intention, is to eat at that table. Sure. Or, in our case, in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sometimes. All the time. <laughs> Every night. Most of the time.
0: Right? So, that's the goal. That's the intention. So, if you are... I don't know. In my mind, if you start eating prematurely, then you're just like diminishing the experience of eating in the designated spot where you're supposed to be eating.
1: Yeah, but you got to make sure it, it tastes good before you relax.
0: There's a difference between tasting it and like eating your meal in the kitchen. Yeah. But then also like if – guys, I'm sorry. I'm passionate about this. Okay. <laughs> but like if, if like there's a party going on, and people are kind of mingling and some people are standing up eating and some people are sitting down eating. Then the intention is just to eat wherever you feel like eating. That doesn't bother me at all. It's like when the intention is disrupted.
1: It's like when it's a, when it's a meal, but like, okay, yeah, I know, I know what you mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does everyone else know what you mean?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Just your food tastes better sitting down. That's all I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> doesn't it digest better when you're standing up? Shh
0: we're not talking about <laughs> digestion we're talking about the, the the taste it tastes better when you're sitting down and enjoying it
1: okay give me with, the scientific data R- right right
0: or malcolm in the middle yeah yeah
1: okay thank so, you
0: for coming do my ted talk do my so, ted talk <laughs> sorry i'm done no, okay. i
1: don't know do i have any other things that kind of annoy you do <laughs> i want to know doing this right now i like, guess this is, this is this is a like little therapy session Everyone is a therapist that is listening in the future.
0: Um, the only thing that is coming to mind that's not going to cost me my marriage. Uh, <laughs> we'll is, talk later. <laughs> Is sometimes, and by sometimes I mean every time, um, if you're watching something, it doesn't matter what TV or tablet or something that it's on, you leave without the intention of coming back, but you leave it on.
1: Okay. <laughs> And?
0: You asked me what bothers me. That's it. Okay. I'm sorry. Rumor has it they were no longer married after this conversation.
1: Yeah, if there's no episode next week, you guys don't know why.
0: (laughs) Okay, now you gotta give one to me. (laughs) Alright, let's hear it. Hmm. Be gentle. I'm sensitive. Is it when I. I'm just so cute that you can't resist me. That is exactly it. Is it no but for real is it when I ask you if you love me like That a annoys
1: time? me <laughs> so much.
0: Like even on the first one or do, is it like annoying once again like
1: the fifth? <laughs> Every time. Cuz the thing is like I will I will go out of my way. Like this morning I did this. I went out of my way to go fill up your water, right? Uh-huh. I come in back with your water, filled up, <laughs> hand it to you, like, yay, you love me. Then two seconds later, why do you hate me?
0: <laughs> what did you do that made me think that you hated me? I you? don't know. That
1: was just an example.
0: Oh, okay. Because there's um, usually the a valid reason. <laughs> no, there's not.
1: <laughs> it's, I, I don't tuck you in one night. Why do you hate me? I haven't said I love you in 20 minutes. Do you hate me? <laughs> no, I don't hate you. <laughs> okay so i love you so much but
0: here's the thing though is that i don't know if this is women in general i think it is i'm gonna go ahead and claim that okay (laughs) we as women our brains are constantly moving sure and so we go through these like cycles where everything is good and fine then we start to overthink Mm -hmm. and put ourselves in these scenarios and it just like goes downhill so fast we just need a little bit of that reassurance yeah and it's just constantly on repeat and so you may tell me that you love me, but then in 20 minutes, I'm just not sure if you still want
1: to be married to me anymore. But why isn't the I love you on repeat?
0: Because it's self-sabotage. Because I am also, I, I, I am a woman, so I hate there's it. that. <laughs> I hate it so much. Okay, I will work on that if you turn off the TV. <laughs>
1: okay. Another thing, I don't think this is just me either, but um, when people ask, like, when, when I'm quiet for a certain period of time, what do you think about that's another thing. Like, I know that you're curious, like, you know, what's going on inside of mind? But like, sometimes it's legitimately just nothing. Okay. But there are like, you know, for example, when we're on road trips, I actually like sharing my thoughts with you. So if you ask me then, it's like, we're on a long road trip, you'd be like, and I'm quiet. What are you thinking about? Black holes are weird. I'm just kidding.
0: No, seriously. That conversation has happened multiple times.
1: Multiple times. That's kind of like my, my go-to is just like mysteries of, uh, of space. Because space fascinates me, but also freaks me out.
0: Yeah, Rad. we talked about that last episode.
1: It's not it's not like the initial question. It's not the initial question. It's like when when it's like, what do you think about? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Are you sure? When it's like the the pushing, like, yes. <laughs> if I wanted to tell you, I'll tell you the first time. Okay, that's
0: fair. That's yeah. fair.
1: No, but yeah, the initial question's fine. It's just the pushing to, like, for sharing it.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like forcing our way into your mind.
1: Yeah. I'd, I just want to reiterate as well, like the whole coming together in unity I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I mean, like, why don't we have more of that? Oh. (laughs) Again, I don't want to.
0: I did not know what you were talking about for a second. So I was like, are you talking about how I asked you for my valentine? Like, I legit thought you were talking about you and me coming together. No, no.
1: I meant, like, people coming together.
0: I was like, wow, did our little. uh, Like,
1: countries and and stuff. Our
0: little powwow really did a a number (laughs) on no no i agree with you though i well here's the thing though is i feel like there's so much good that's happening around us but it's not what catches the media's attention yeah and so it's harder to find Mm-hmm. yeah because sure. i can tell you all the things i saw on the news today that were like negative stories or or scary things or dangerous or i don't know whatever mm-hmm. but then like if you want to find like the good wholesome stories you have to do some research
1: yeah there's an idea for another podcast though good news (laughs) trademark tm tm tm
0: (laughs) nobody steal our idea
1: it's probably right it probably already exists somewhere
0: yeah whatever it's fine
1: but i mean it's not coming from us so so therefore
0: it's not as good as it could be exactly (laughs) Awesome. Well,
1: no. but I think you're right. Like there are there is a ton of things, but again, the media likes to focus on negative mm-hmm. because I don't know what it is, but like maybe it's like a survival survival trait. I don't know, but like pe- humans focus on negative things. Like we thrive on it. Mm-hmm. And that in high school that drove me crazy. Actually, like people because I I was a very happy go lucky kind of high school student. Mm-hmm. Hardly anything bothered me. I'm different now. You didn't know me in high school, so it's fine. You know me. You knew me post high school. No, but like, believe it or not, like in high school, I was. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I felt like back then I was the guy who, like, everyone saw I was like, "Are you ever in, a, ever in a bad mood?" I'm like, no. I like to focus on the positive. Yeah, like I said, it's different now. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, Miles, pull it together. But like,
1: it would it would drive me crazy that everyone was just so negative because that's all they were focusing on—is everything right. bad in their life? I'm like, yeah, but what about good things in your life? There is nothing good. Well, think about it. Anyway, I can see that. Yeah, that was me, more or less. But yeah, I cool. just, just stuff like this. You know, it's like it, like I said before, it's it's such a wholesome and. Yeah, just a wholesome thing that um, that Gail did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, why can't more people be like that these days? Maybe there are.
0: We need someone to fly into our neighborhood once a week and drop off candy. Yeah, we That's have it. That's what we need.
1: We have an air force base right down the road. Like, it's not that hard.
0: It's true. Just, <laughs> you're doing a charity for people who really need it. <laughs> our address is, just kidding. <laughs> Anyway
1: <clears throat> Anything else you, that you wanted to tell me about
0: Oh I got an update From my dad actually um, About our last episode Uh huh <clears throat> He just had texted me after he read it Or read it <laughs> After he listened to it He said and I quote Hi I am the alien wearing your dad's skin <laughs> <laughs> And then he said Amelia Earhart disappeared over the Pacific So not the Bermuda Triangle So Learn something new. Mm-hmm. I did not do my own research on that. So thanks, Dad, for filling us in. But now we know. Yeah. Not the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Cool. I like it. I don't know about the crabs, though. Oh, I just gave myself <laughs> the chills. <laughs> no, that, that... I'll have to go back and... Maybe you don't want to see it, but I'll have to go back and verify my sources. Yeah. Um, just because it's, it's crazy. If that's what happened to her, that's insane.
0: I also, um, a little bit of a subject change, I had a request from a friend of mine, Jesse, mm-hmm. to start keeping a list of the books that we reference in our podcast so that she could add to her, like, reading list. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, The Candy Bomber has been made into a book. There are two books. The, so, there's... Uh, the Berlin Candy Bomber, which was written and published in 1990. And then there's Candy Bomber from 2017. And the Candy Bomber from 2017 was uh, partially written by Gail himself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's book by Denise Williams and Gail Halverson, the Candy Bomber. So um, I can go back and like, listen to our episodes and add some of the books we mentioned to it. Um, but this will be the start of the list is the Candy Bomber.
1: Is she talking about fictional books or nonfiction or I'm, all the above
0: yeah just any book that we've mentioned because okay. there's been a few stories that i've reported on that have also been made into books I like see. uh constance the cop yeah that's th- there's a book about Constable her constance life. cop the cop yes <laughs> yeah so just anything like that um so let's try to remember to write those down
1: yeah what's the uh, you want to tell people about the book you just finished
0: <laughs> the circus train yeah it has my heart guys <laughs> that book was so good the circus train um yeah that's a book by uh mika what's her last name amita parik amita parik um and it is so cute i 10 out of 10 recommend that to everyone i got it from this company called book of the month where it's like a book subscription and they send you a book in a cute little box every month sponsor us (laughs) i would love that send me all the books (laughs) Um, But it's about a girl and her dad who are part of a traveling circus. Her dad is like the lead illusionist and she is wheelchair bound because she had polio as a baby. And so it goes through like their struggles and it is like mid 1900s, 1930s, 40s, 50s. And so it has a lot to do with like World War II. Um, This another character comes in that is Jewish. And so you kind of go through his story and his experiences with uh, concentration camps so it's a, it's a historical fiction so it has some of that realism in there and then of course you have like the cute little like love stories and like all these just personal um, emotional physical you name it like experiences they have oh i loved it so i could gush about this book forever yeah. it's so good
1: court and i have this thing where whenever there's like a tv show or a book or something like that that she is 100 <laughs> emotionally invested in she'll tell me about it and i love it <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I feel like I just read the book slash watch the TV show because her <laughs> descriptions are like spot on. It's great. I love it.
0: Oh, thanks, honey. Making up for <laughs> for our power. Just kidding. No, we're good. We're, we're really fine. You guys. No worries. Um,
1: no, It's like yeah. one of my favorite things, like when she gets all excited and she shows that emotion. It's great. I love it. I
0: get really like really invested in stories, which is and that's a big reason why we're doing this podcast. To be honest, is I love sharing stories. I love hearing these stories, um, whether it's fictional or real or whatever. And it's just I, it, it consumes me. It becomes my personality, which is why we're twenty four episodes in, and I'm pretty sure twenty three of those episodes I've mentioned Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Um, new season of you came out today right oh yes
0: i'm gonna go binge it right after this i'm so excited. well half the season just the first five episodes the other half comes out in march sure sure okay (laughs) also gotta spread it
1: out so you're not waiting too long
0: (laughs) yeah and there's a new tv show from one of my with one of my favorite actresses gina rodriguez um it's called not dead yet it's also on Hulu. Hulu mm-hmm. sponsors.
1: <laughs> oh, Someone picks up like that's not going to sponsor us. <laughs> hey,
0: a girl can dream. <laughs> I watch all your shows. Come on. Oh, man. Anyways. Um, yeah. That's sorry. <laughs> Let me just uh, calm down for a yeah. second.
1: Yeah. On that note.
0: <laughs> on that note.
1: So, everyone, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Fam Damily. You can find us on some social medias. We're on TikTok now. We've been on Instagram and we're also now on Facebook. So go uh-huh. ahead and follow us, subscribe to us, whichever one.
0: All of the above.
1: All of the above.
0: Um, yeah, and we are going to be sharing more stories uh, that belong to you guys uh, on March 1st. So send those into to at gmail.com.
1: Don't forget. I feel like we <laughs> say that every month.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean but the- yeah don't
1: forget if you have a story that you think is pretty cool and you th- uh, want other people to hear about it if you want to rename- remain anonymous we can totally set that up for you too
0: we're gonna tell the world your secrets
1: <laughs> including
0: your gmail account <laughs> and your address just kidding we don't know that information and your
1: first and last name
0: your social security number
1: i don't know we, we don't have that information
0: hey i could get it i know people they probably couldn't get it actually so never mind
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: i don't think i actually know the right people for that but I, I like to pretend that i do yeah
1: anything else you want to say nope to our fine listeners Mm-mm. any more books you want to recommend or tell them about nope not yet nope wait till next episode all right well thanks again everyone
0: you guys the real mvps Yep,
1: yeah, all of you you're the <laughs> especially what you Florida st- man what does that stand for most valuable player never mind I figured it out mvp okay bye <laughs> <laughs>